from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello. Welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast. Today, we will be recording episode 169, and today is March 2nd, 2024. My name is John Dyer. I'll be joined by Kareen Kuen, Sala Kundis, and Austin Pinto. First, we will be discussing a little bit of news since this past week was Mobile World Congress. Following that, we'll be continuing our Samsung One UI series in which we will dive deep into the Google settings. And to finish things up, I will be demonstrating an app of the week called G-Strings. And you'll have to stay tuned to see what that's all about. Austin, how's it going? It's going good. I took a one-week-long vacation from all the mailing group and telegram group and everything. And I'm back today, a little bit more healthier, a little bit more uh, fresh. It was like a technical break, not connected to laptop all the time. So it was a good vacation. Nice. Kareen? Hello, I'm fine. Everything's going well here. Actually, nothing uh, important. What about you? Well, today I'm going to see some dinosaurs with my son and wife. We're going to a Jurassic Park show. So I'm not sure exactly what to expect, but there's going to be some very large robotic creatures. And my son's either going to be terrified or he's going to love it. We'll find out. Salah, how's it going? Well, while Austin was away for a week, I was also away for a week because of feeling cold. You know, uh, it's not too far. You remember like yesterday I was feeling cold, but that came again. <laughs> so I was feeling oh, terrible, no. especially Monday and Tuesday, and I couldn't go to work. I was staying home, and it was like the ache was rolling on my body from left to right. It was terrible. And this is the better version of me. Of course, the more handsome version of me. And I'm gonna <laughs> see, I'm gonna see a football match to, tonight with my wife and son. But two things are missing: my wife and my son. That's the thing. <laughs> so, are you going to a match, or are you just no, listening to it? Since two things are missing, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're starting to feel better, and I hope that continues. Yeah, thank you. Even I'm going to have dinner tonight with my wife, though my wife is missing. This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. All right, moving along, we are going to be discussing some news today. Austin, do you want to tell us what happened at Mobile World Congress? So this year's MWC was, I think, one of the best in a long time. So with all types of different phones, 
first one is the bendable twistable spoons from Samsung and Motorola which you can just wear on your wrist like a like a wearer's watch i don't know how they even invented that and how they even managed to bend the motherboard and cpu and all fit into one the next one is a bit of an ai uh, ai like based it's a t phone this is made in cooperation with deutsch telecom so it's ma- mainly used for booking flights and it can search for flights using many apps and uh, you can then ask it further questions and then it can answer accordingly and uh, on a max phone on the max 6 you can tap on the phone with your eye i don't know how is that possible we'll have to see that i hope it comes into the us because if it comes to india even i may be able to unbox it but i i don't think i'll be able to use the eye tap feature and then the energizer wow that phone we need to have that phone it's a 20000 28000 mah battery so that phone is like a i don't know how heavy that phone will be was the ai device you were talking about the humane ai pin thing since you have already bought it up the humane ai pin it's like a badge or kind of a device where you keep two fingers on the device and speak to it and it, it either translates it into a different language and speaks it out to you or if you can ask it questions regarding shopping what it also has it has laser laser uh, projection so if you want it to project anything it can even do it on your hand so you can just raise your hand and it will start projecting things at your hand So it's a fascinating device. I hope it comes into the market. Yeah, and it only costs seven hundred dollars, and then twenty four dollars a month from that point on. <laughs> yeah, the kind of expensive. Yeah, I think I'd rather get a phone and not have to pay monthly. And there is the Xiaomi. I think Saleh will be able to discuss this one because he's uh, the Xiaomi follower. That's the fourteen Ultra, right? Yep. Well, the fourteen Ultra is one of the best in terms of camera because it comes with one inch of uh, camera wide. I mean, this is the craziest camera phone I've seen in uh, so far. Well, all those things, AI stuff, but a good camera is really a good thing. So, in fourteen Ultra, you get uh, four cameras on the back. and all of them are of 50 mps and they're taking really good photos they say it's no 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 android from what android phone and camera in the same time well apart from Xiaomi what i want to say about this uh 2024 version of these events is i can see some affordable phones uh being introduced and most of them coming with stereo speakers which is a great thing because over the years we could see those affordable phones coming with a really bad build plastic and even though they have a high volume of battery they were not in quality of audio even looking at the phones from TLC Techno and uh Infinix those phones have stereo speakers which is something really good The Xiaomi has also launched a car. Salad, do you want to comment about that? Well, I'll comment on it when I have a car. 
Yeah, so they launched a car that works on HyperOS. Yeah. Of all the things to announce at Mobile World Congress, I guess it's an automobile, right? So it is mobile. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh, the TCL phones are the phones that you were talking about uh, that are having uh, stereo speakers? Yeah, the TLC 50 series coming with stereo speakers, even the 50 and 50 SE model, even the base model, they, they, they come in with stereo speakers. You know, the phones are not the best, and I don't recommend this to anyone in terms of accessibility because the uh, specifications are not too high, though they're the super cheap phones, but those are coming with stereo speakers and 24 kilohertz of audio. This is This is really good. Uh, is 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 it called TLC or TCL? TCL. I, I've confused because there is also the t t TLC television. That about the, the correct one is TCL. <laughs> Should we talk about the OnePlus Watch Two? That's an interesting device. It runs Wear OS, but it also runs a low power operating system. So it has. They're claiming. It can get up to 100 hours of battery life. And the way they're doing this is they have two separate processors in this thing and two separate operating systems. So when the watch is off, like when the screen of the watch is off and it's just tracking your daily activity, like steps, heart rate, all that, it will be running one OS with a low power processor. And then when you actually turn on the screen, it'll put you in Wear OS and it will use the um, less power efficient processor so that you would have better performance. And it's an interesting concept. It's a huge watch. Warren would like this. It's 47 millimeters. It's got a 500 milliamp hour battery. It's pretty premium. They have what they call sapphire glass on the front and it's stainless steel comes in three colors um it's it's a it's an interesting device i just wonder if this you know dual os situation is gonna mess up accessibility you guys have any thoughts on it it's not going to mess up accessibility but i don't know how will we switch the os so like it's running a low version of os when the screen is locked, but as you unlock the screen, it has to start Wear OS, or does it keep it running? And if it keeps it running, it will also have to run the high-performance processor, so it will eat up battery life. Accessibility problems, especially on the lock screen when you see the tiles. I don't know how will that work. Yeah, I know when you Wear OS devices, when you first turn on TalkBack, uh, it takes a few seconds to to even turn it on. So if talk if they turn talk back off every time you turn the screen off and you have to wait for it to turn back on, it's going to be like at least two seconds before you can even interact with your phone, which won't be great. So I'm curious to see if this will be a good experience or not. <laughs> if I had to bet on it, I'd say probably not. But I'm I'm not going to be getting this to find out. But hopefully somebody else will get it and let us know. And not only talk back, if you save the battery, they'll have to turn off the whole Wear OS. 
True, but they've I'm sure they've figured out a way to suspend it and in in hibernation or something. Because you know, from the reviews, nobody really mentioned it being a horrible experience when you first turn the watch back on. But like I said, when it, when you have to boot up a screen reader, that might be different for us. So Samsung introduced a smart ring or gave us more details about the smart ring that they teased at Unpacked. And even though they gave us more details, I'm not quite sure what it is exactly. So it has... It tracks your activity. They didn't say specifically what, just sleep activity and like day-to-day activity. So it probably tracks steps, heart rate, um, maybe blood oxygen, that sort of thing. But um, they haven't really said if it can replace a Galaxy Watch or not. If I might be interested in it if it could kind of replace my watch because... If I did use a watch, I would just use it to track my activity. I I wouldn't really use it to interact with because, I mean, I've I think I'm already on record saying that Wear OS is slow and like if I if I try to do anything on my watch, like I'd rather just pull out my phone and do it on my phone because it's much quicker. So I don't really use the watch for interacting with it. But if this ring could track uh, all my activity, it's that type of thing just as good as the watch then I might consider it. Do you guys have any thoughts on it? I don't think it'll be accessible though. I don't know if it runs the Wear OS. Well, it will be accessible because it doesn't have a screen. So it's going to be as accessible as the Samsung wearables app, because I'm pretty sure you'll have to do everything from within that app. And from my experience, that app doesn't really have any accessibility issues. Did they say anything about the price? No, they did not. <laughs> okay, then then I'll wait. Although I I'm not really a fan of rings in general, but yeah, maybe it will be something better than the watch for some people, especially if it's cheaper. Actually, so the folks going to buy the ring should know that it won't help you track your fiance. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can uh, find yeah, my ring. Yeah, you can put some bag or something. Yeah, <laughs> you can use different ways if you want. I, I just hope it gets more than. I think they might have said ten days battery life. If it gets ten days battery life, I'd be all for that because, you know, with these watches that get like three or four days of battery life, it. I'm not. That's not like a a feature that entices me because. The way I see it is if you don't get a full week out of a device, then it doesn't matter to me if you get two days or not, because my routine is either going to be I charge the thing every day or I charge the thing once a week. So, you know, if this can reach that 10 days battery life and I could just like make it part of my routine to charge it at a certain point during the week, you know, that would be nice. But if it's like five days battery life. (laughs) then that means I'm probably going to be charging it every day just because I don't want to have to keep track of, like, is this the day I charge it? Uh, You know, what is my battery percentage today? Should I charge it tonight? You know, that sort of thing. So the concern is what's going to be the size. I mean, uh, how will we know if if the size is okay for us or is it going to be adjustable? So they do offer it in 
I don't remember how many different ring sizes, but a bunch of different sizes. The only question is, I don't know how they're going to size you because most people, I don't think even realize their ring size. And if they did, is it the same as what Samsung says it is? So, um, you know, if they're smart, maybe they'll just send you out a kit of like fake rings and let you try them all on before you place your order because, you know, they are going to get a lot of returns if, uh, these things don't fit the way they're supposed to. Just to bring the watch versus ring debate and the watch also does not have a universal charger. So you need to definitely remember to take it with you if you're going somewhere away long time. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. And now we move on to Android Basics, where we continue our way through Samsung One UI settings. Today we're covering Google services. Welcome back to our Samsung One UI series. Today we'll be covering Google, Google services. Google services. So this is a section in Samsung settings where you can go to get to all the Google service related settings. Keep in mind, most of, if not all of, the settings in here we've previously covered or will cover in the future. So I won't go too in-depth, but I'll just show you what's in here. It's an easy place to get to Google-specific things if you don't know where they are in the rest of the settings. So I'm going to open it up. Google account. Google. So the first thing on this page is... Google account John Dyer. And if you want to manage anything related to your account, you would go here. Manage your Google account button. Now there's a lot in here and it's not specific to any device. It's just account related. So we won't be exploring that today. Below this, you have two tabs. Selected, recommended, tab. All services, tab. And I'm just going to go directly to all services because the few things that are in the recommended tab are also in the all services tab. So that's what we'll be looking at today. All services selected page two of two. So the first heading here is services on this device heading. And the first item is ads. Let's go look at our ad settings. Ads navigate up. Button, ads, ad privacy, customize info apps used to show you ads. So here's where you go to customize how your device learns what you want, basically. So if you want it to generate topics that you're interested in based on the apps you used and what you do in those apps, here's where you would go to enable or disable whether or not you want that information to be used to show you ads. Reset advertising ID. This generates a new advertising ID that apps can use from now on. So this will reset the above mentioned customizations if you want to start from scratch. Or this next option, you could just delete it and turn it off. Delete advertising ID. Apps can no longer use this advertising ID to show you personalized ads. So if you do this, you'll just get basically random ads. 
that are not customized towards you in any way. Enable debug logging for ads. Instruct apps to write ads debugging information such as network traffic to the system log. Off. Switch. I'm not going to pretend I know what that means, <laughs> so I'll just back out of this section. Google account. Ads. Next is... Autofill. 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 The first section in here is... Autofill with Google. Autofill. So let's go in here. Autofill with Google. Navigate up. Button. Use autofill with Google. On. That's switch. Th that's the global switch for it. Google account. This is which Google account you want to use. Personal info. Name, email address, phone numbers, addresses. Google password manager. Passwords, passkeys. Google pay. Payment methods. So those are the three sections and types of information it stores for you. Personal information, passwords, and payment information. And then below that is settings. Preferences. Security. Sync. Backing out of here. Google account. Autofill with Google. You also have two more options. Phone number sharing. Let's see what this says. Phone number sharing. Navigate up. Button. Phone number sharing. Allow Google to show you a screen that lets you choose a phone number to share when a third-party app requests your phone number. On. Switch. And that's all that's in here. Google account. Phone number sharing. SMS verification codes. Next we have SMS verification codes. SMS verification codes. Navigate up. Button. Autofill service. Allow autofill service to enter verification codes from text messages. On. Switch. Default browser. Allow default browser to enter verification codes from text messages. On. Switch. So those are your two options. Whether you want autofill to be able to fill in these security codes and also the default browser. Backing out of here. Google account. SMS verification codes. And backing out again. Autofill. Next we have. Backup. I won't go in here. This is literally exactly what we covered last week. Below that is. Devices and sharing. Going in here. Devices and sharing. We have. Cast options. See what our cast options are. Cast options. Navigate up. Button. There's just one switch. Media controls for cast devices. Control media from cast devices through a notification. On. Switch. So that's just whether you want the controls to show up in your notifications. I don't like this, so I'm going to turn it off. Off. Google account. Cast options. Below that. Chromebook. 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 Navigate up. Button. Account. Link devices to send text messages from your computer. Use your phone's internet connection and unlock both devices more easily. Features may vary by device. So I don't have any Chromebooks linked, so my devices are not showing up here. To link your devices, go to your Chromebook settings. Backing out. Google account. Chromebook. Next. Devices. Going in here. Devices. Navigate up. Button. Scan for nearby devices. On. Switch.
So this is whether you want your device to automatically scan for devices. I'm assuming this is for quick pair and related features. Save devices. Here's where you go to see your saved devices, such as Bluetooth devices you've previously connected to. On. Include debug results. Switch. And again, not sure what that means, but that's the last option on this page. Google account. Devices. Below devices we have... Matter devices. Matter devices. These are like smart home devices. Settings. Matter devices. Connect new device. And I don't have any here, so the only option is to connect a new one. I'm going to back out. Google account. Matter devices. And the last option is... Passkey link devices. Passkey link devices. Navigate up. Button. And here's what it says. Devices. You're signed in on these devices, so you can use passkeys without having to scan a QR code. No link devices found. So I don't have any devices linked. Clear links to other devices. If you linked this phone to other devices by scanning a QR code, you can clear all those links by tapping clear. And then of course there's a clear button. Clear. Button. And that's all that's in here. Backing out. Google account. Passkey link devices. That was the last item on this page, so backing out. Devices and sharing. Below devices and sharing we have... Find my device. Opening this. Find my device. Navigate up. Button. We have a switch for whether you want this device to be able to be found or not. Use find my device. On. Switch. And then below that... Ways to use find my device. Heading. Find my device app. Open app. This will just take you into the app where you could find other devices of yours that are connected to your Google account. Find my device web. Open web portal. Or you can go to the web page. Backing out of here. Google account. Find my device. Next we have... Mobile data and messaging. Going in here. Mobile data and messaging. There's just one option in here for me. Phone number verification. Going in here. Phone number verification. Navigate up. Button. This is what it says. Phone number verification. Automatic phone number verification helps Google deliver services to this device and lets your friends reach you through Google services like Meet and Messages. Your carrier may charge you for texts and calls used for verification. On. Automatically verify phone number S. Switch. Opting in allows for your phone number to be occasionally verified by Google or with your carrier by exchanging device information. You can opt out at any time. And that's all that's in here, so backing out. Google account. Phone number verification. And one more time. Mobile data and messaging. Next we have... Parental controls. Going in here. Parental controls. Set up parental controls with Google's family link. So this is where you go to set up family link and here below are the options you can access if you have set it up, which I haven't, but I'll show you what's here. Supervise this phone remotely with the family link app for parents. Disabled. Keep an eye on screen time and set limits as needed. 
disabled. Add restrictions to Google services, like app approvals or content filters on Google Play. Disabled. Again, those are disabled because I haven't set this up. Backing out. Google account. Parental controls. Next we have... Personal safety. Something else we've also covered recently, but just going to show you what's in here. Personal safety. Silence notifications while driving. Unknown tracker alerts. So those are the only two things in this section, for whatever reason, I guess those are the only thing specific to the Google account. Personal safety. Next is... Personalize using shared data. Personalize using shared data. Navigate up. Button. Now there's a list below. Maps. On. Switch. Which apps you want to personalize using shared data, whatever that means. Keep notes. On. Gmail. On. Switch. Chrome. On. Switch. I won't go through all of them, but this list probably depends on what apps you have installed on your phone. Backing out. Google account. Personalize using shared data. Set up and restore. Let's see what's in set up and restore. Set up and restore. Restore contacts. You can restore contacts. Set up nearby device. And you can set up a nearby device. Set up your work profile. You can set up a work profile. So basically, that's all you could do. We mentioned last week that you can't restore messages or anything like that without setting up a new phone. So very limited what you can do in here. Backing out. Set up and restore. Next we have... Settings for Google Apps. Settings for Google Apps. Google Contact Sync. Google Contact Sync. Google Play Instant. Google Play Instant. Google Wallet. Google Wallet. Search Assistant and Voice. And those are the four options here. I won't go into them, but... If you want to customize or change any settings related to these Google features, this is where you do it. Settings for Google Apps. And then the last thing in this section is under the developer heading. Developer heading. And again, it's something I don't know what it's for. Firebase app indexing. So I won't even go in there. But that brings us to the end of this section of the Samsung One UI settings, which ironically enough is the Google section. You are now on to our App of the Week segment. This is where we demonstrate an app showing you whether or not it has accessibility issues or not. Should you have an app that you'd like us to feature on one of our episodes, feel free to send such an app to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And now, here's this episode's App of the Week. And now we will finish today's episode with our App of the Week, in which I will demonstrate an accessible guitar tuning app. Hello. Today I'm going to be demonstrating an app called G-Strings. This obviously is a guitar tuner app, and if you thought it was anything else, you probably need to get your mind out of the gutter. The good thing about this is that it's accessible and 
that's kind of hard to find on Android is an accessible guitar tuner app, so I'm going to demonstrate it for you. The full app name in the Play Store is Tuner G Strings. And G Strings is one word. And the developer is Cohorter.org. And obviously, the link will be in the video description or the show notes. I'm going to go ahead and open it. Open button. Allow G strings to record audio while using the app button. Now, obviously, this is going to require microphone permission, so I'm going to hit while using app. And what we have is a very basic layout. You have ads at the top, which obviously you're just going to ignore. And then below that, selected target tone, not a string. You have the string selector. And then next you have selected target tone, A2 hash. The tone selector. Then you have toggle automatic tone selection button. Whether you want it to automatically choose the tone based on what it hears. And then you have guitar, standard, equal tempered. This is where you go for settings and to choose the guitar and all that. But I'm going to go here first because the way the app is now, it's not accessible, but there's an accessibility setting. So I'm going to go in here. And we're going to look for an option. Accessibility. Audible feedback for the visually impaired. And to the right of that is. Not checked. Checkbox. A checkbox that I'm going to check. Checked. And I'm going to back out of here. Now I'm going to give you a proper overview of what's in the app now, because now it added buttons for us to select to change the string or tone. Whereas before, it just had an interface where a sighted person would just swipe to change. So now we have buttons that we can access, and here's what we have. Select previous string button. A select previous string button. Selected string number three, D3. It tells us what string we're on. Select next string button. Next string, and then below this. Select previous tone button. If you want to adjust the tone. Selected target tone, D3. So say you wanted to just drop your whole guitar half a step. You would just select the string you want, then go to tone and just select previous tone button. Go down a tone. So it would take it from D to C sharp. Selected target tone, C3 hash. And then of course the next button is to raise the tone. Select next tone button. Or select next tone but that'll go back up half a step. And then down here, guitar, standard, equal tempered. Again, this is the settings. I'll just go in here and show you a couple of them. Instrument, guitar, standard. This is where you can select your guitar type and tuning type. So if you want to do drop D or open D, something like that. Or if you're using a different instrument, I'll just show you a couple of these. Selected, guitar, standard, radio button. Not selected, guitar, drop D, radio button. Not selected, guitar, open D, radio button. So different types of tuning for a guitar. You could also choose bass, violin, banjo, ukulele. There's different stringed instruments in here you can choose from if that's what you want to tune. Backing out. The next option is 
Temperament. Equal tempered. Temperament. I. This is too advanced for me. I don't know what this means, to be honest, but I'll show you some of the options. Not selected. Just shook. Radio button. Not selected. Pythagorean C. Radio button. Not selected. Pythagorean A. Radio button. Not selected. Mean tone. Radio button. So, that's a few of the options. I'm just going to leave it on the default. Next we have... Orchestra tuning, 0.0c, shift target frequencies, e.g. A, 443 Hz. Again, not something I'm going to change. And below that... Clamp playback tones. Play tones within the C5C6 octave when holding the tuning fork side button. Recommended. And next... Hide control buttons. Set tuning fork button from toggle on off to push to listen mode. Recommended. And next... Accessibility. Audible feedback for the visually impaired. That's what we turned on earlier. Markers. Display markers 13.7 cents from target. I think this is just a visual thing. Tone naming. English. Language. Color theme. 2009. Theme. Advertisements. Enabled. You can disable advertisements. I think it's a $10 one-time fee. If you... Basically, if you want to support the developer, because the ads don't really get in the way. They just stay at the top of the screen. It's a banner ad. Backing out. Now I'm just going to try some tuning. I'm going to go to the top where the string selector is. Selected target tone, not a string. Select previous string button. Let's see what string we're on. I'm going to swipe right. Selected string number 2. A2. So I'm going to swipe left. Select previous string button. So we should be on string one now. Selected string number one, E2. Okay. Now I've made sure my guitar is not in tune. So as you can hear, <laughs> that was supposed to be a G chord. So I'm just going to pull string one. As you're hearing, it's telling me to raise the string tone because it needs you to tighten the string. So I'm going to tighten the string. Now, I, now I'm too tight. So that's saying it's good because both tones were the same. So I'm going to go to the next string. Select next string, button. Selected string number, 2, A2. So now we're on string 2. Same thing. Alright. Let's go to string 3. Select next string, button. Selected string number, 3, D3. Okay. I'll just continue on without... Select next string, Explaining, button. since you kind of get the idea by now. 
Selected string number 4, G3. Select next string. Selected string number 5, B3. Select next string. Selected string number 6, E4. So let's try that G again. Much better. And that concludes this demo. Thank you for listening. I wish you could play a song. It, 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 it felt like, you know, you're going to play a country song, but then you end it. That's so sad. <laughs> oh, I got your hopes up today. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you would play the country road, take me home song. Oh, did it sound like that? Yeah. I have no idea what I was even <laughs> playing. I just did a few chords. All good things must end, thus it's curtain drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up though, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Austin, how can people get in touch with us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com they can browse our website blindandroidusers.com check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash blindandroidusers subscribe to our mailing list blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io the links for telegram and twitter clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links so that is it from us this week Thanks, Austin. And now it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.